Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tea and Talks with Tina. As ever, I'm your host Tina Rahman, bringing you all the taboo topics and complex conversations of the workplace. So today's topic, definitely a taboo topic, is Afghanistani refugees in the UK. And this one is primarily aimed at employers it's based on what you can do as an employer to help the Afghanistan refugees settle into the UK and what you as an individual if you're an employee or you know whoever you are what you can do to really help the Afghanistani refugees settle into our country which is the UK if you're if you're listening from outside of the UK you can definitely use this advice and take it to your employer or just implement these yourself and, and I really really urge you to listen this is a very very important topic two things number one I want to briefly discuss what's going on in Afghanistan um, and number two I want to tell you why I have chosen to record such a topic. So, number one, I don't want to get into the politics of what's happening in Afghanistan or the law um, or anything that will spark a different type of conversation because this conversation is based around helping those in need. So, in Afghanistan right now, there are so, so many people trying to escape the chaos that is in Afghanistan right now they're trying to escape a certain type of leadership which strips residents of their rights um, of their freedom and doesn't provide them a happy safe way of living so I mean it's far more complex than that and it's far more dangerous and serious than that and obviously if you watch the news or otherwise you're you're bound to have heard of the, the situation but we're going to base it on those facts um, today without getting into it too much. And number two, I said I'll tell you why I have chosen to record this podcast and I'll tell you why. I was on a staycation and in the UK and I stayed in a very, very well-known hotel. It's a massive brand um, of, of a hotel. It's got so, so many other brands an umbrella of different companies and you know leisure brands etc so a very known international brand and during my stay I was very very pleasantly surprised to notice that the hotel had actually taken on refugees from Afghanistan and provided them temporary accommodation and I'll tell you how I know in my stay during my stay I coincidentally um were staying around the time there were so many corporate events so there were you know corporate professionals working or walking around I actually went for personal reasons not a um, professional job related reason and I saw so many residents of that hotel who are obviously from the local city center or you know different corporate companies around the area and um there were a group of people that didn't quite look like they were from these corporate parties and these were the Afghanistani um, refugees. I noticed that a lot of them had, before I knew that they were refugees, I did have an inkling, but 
I noticed, you know, you know, they had good English, but they were, you know, these refugees were slightly finding it slightly difficult communicating with the hotel staff members. So I actually proceeded to talk into a young lady there and um she did in fact confirm my suspicions that she is from Kabul. She's from Kabul, which is the city center of Afghanistan where a lot of the chaos is happening right now. Um and a lot of the people in the country who are trying to flee um are from Kabul. And the UK has agreed to take in about 20,000 refugees. The number could have gone up or down um since the last check, but in 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 I think I believe it's about 20,000 refugees and um I did wonder how this would happen or how we would deal with this and I am so pleasantly surprised to understand that this hotel I was staying at was one of those mechanisms of support for the Afghanistani refugees in terms of providing them temporary accommodation. Um so that's number 2 and that's that. So I was I have to admit very very although I had mixed emotions I have to be honest I felt really sad if 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 I can say that and quite upset the fact that you know I was looking around and I saw a lot of babies um refugee babies toddlers and um, babies in nappies children kids teenagers young adults you know older adults and you know families and couples and I just couldn't believe that everyday normal people were, you know, they've they're obviously here in the UK now and they have to have gone through such an ordeal to get here and, you know, things that they've experienced in their country. So it really made me think, you know, what did these kids encounter before they reached to this safe safe phase of their life? And what will they encounter later on? I mean, what's their life like from here on? So those kind of thoughts really lingered in my mind during my whole stay and I really could not stop thinking about it I have to be honest and um the other thing is I actually was in a way I felt very privileged to be part of their history I I mean although it's not anything I want to be part of because I just wish it didn't have to happen for them but I was I felt privileged to be part of the Afghanistan refugees history so the history of britain i i you know it was a surreal experience but it was amazing because it really opened my eyes and it's led me to record this podcast for you today because the hotel itself is an employer there's obviously someone making a decision in the hierarchy of control there who said right we will take on these refugees we'll provide them temporary accommodation keep them safe we'll give them food vouchers for the restaurant for lunch for dinner for breakfast and we'll house them until they're ready to face the world and i think that's absolutely amazing and we all ought to be doing it more as individuals as employers whoever you are so it's important that i raise awareness and not just raise awareness provide you actual roots in how you can help so that's another reason i was glad you know i experienced this because like i said it's led me here today So I want to take you through what you can do and I think it's very employer uh, important for employers to understand and really really engage in this topic because it's part of UK history also and if you're a business in the UK um 
you know we play a part in UK history and we should we, we shouldn't pick and choose what we want to do we should do what's right and um, helping people in need is right and it's the right thing to do um, for all of us um, I made a few notes and um, I want to go through them because they're very important and I want to make sure I've um, got everything out for you today so one of the things is you know in terms of how you can help is look at your industry if you're an employer so obviously this hotel is a you know it's in the hotel business so it has rooms for um people to come and stay it's got restaurants and it provides a safe place so look at your business look at your industry are you a grocery store are you you know something to do with food are you in the food industry can you provide vouchers for these refugees and approach charities or our other restaurants and offer your food vouchers so that the refugees are able to eat that's that's one thing so look into your industry and make sure that you're really thinking about how you can help and what tools or resources that you know you can provide that will actually help these refugees live somewhat of a better life here um, for example, if you're in the construction industry, you know, big or small, doesn't matter the size of your business, can you provide labourers to perhaps help the hotels that are putting up the um, refugees to see if you can help with electrical issues, mechanical issues, anything? Can you provide material to help house the refugees, perhaps to a housing association? Have you got actual physical physical resources not just a service that you can provide and not just to the refugees directly but as I say to the charities or to the hotels that are putting the refugees up so really think about what you have in your workplace or in the industry that will help the refugees at least live a better life here while they're here in the UK um the other thing that I really want you to take away from this is raising awareness so in your business perhaps you should raise awareness social engagement is massive and it's a key thing that all businesses do big or small all industries do you know from a to z is social engagement so social engagement making sure that we are engaging with charities making sure that we're providing resources to the employees to really educate them on what's happening. Now, you don't have to get political. You don't have to get involved with anything that is sticky or doesn't bring good, you know, good press to your business. It's just providing that education to staff around why it's important to help others. And that's just a humane thing to do, a human thing to do, sorry. And um, it's just something that really drives humanitarian morale in the company so you know if you're really lifting the spirits for this area then you ultimately will have an effect for everything else that you're doing in your workplace and really lift that morale there to make sure that staff are really engaged and can you know and they have a clear transparent route to actually wanting to help refugees or other charities or whatever you're involved with but the key is to get involved and really really make use of social engagement and you know things like donating money perhaps you can start a fundraiser in your workplace it could be a bake sale I mean, we do this for so many 
you know, charities, whether it's um, a cancer support charity, whether it's a children's charity, you know, any kind of disability charity, we do it often. So it's maybe advisable to really think about how you can raise money for, you know, raise funds for charities helping refugees settle into the UK. And I don't want to name charities here because I know a few, but um, I think it's advisable that you do full research into where the money goes, how the money is distributed, and exactly what the money is used for. And actually, are those registered charities in helping the refugees? Because you could have a registered charity that has no, you know, partnership or relationship with any other refugee um, organisation or the council. So make sure you do, you know, the research before you start donating money. So that's the reason why I don't want to give you any names right now. But I'm sure you do your research before you start donating money to charities. And I think with this kind of thing um, as an employer you should put up your facts on your website so your about page or your info page to say that you are in full support of the Afghanistani refugees in the UK and how your business supports them because it's not a case of blowing your own trumpet or you know I believe when you when you give charity you should really just want to do it from the goodness of your heart and it's not it's not there to shout from the rooftops and that's not what this is about because ultimately sometimes as human beings how we work is when we hear others giving to charity or doing something that's great for humanity we often follow suit that's just how humans work sometimes and we all have to be working towards this in solidarity and that's what it is so that will it's like the domino effect really that will drive other businesses to really want to help and perhaps donate money or things like that. And um, while we're on donation, I think it's important to understand that as a business, it's not just donations that you can raise in terms of money. Um, There's other ways to do it. So if you have staff, um, you know, perhaps do a collection, a collection of gently used clothing, accessories, essentials, or new essentials that perhaps people do not want anymore and you know it would have gone to waste but you know why not donate to the Afghanistan refugees and again find some local charities in the borough of the workplace or you know it's a council you know your your neighboring council or the council that you're in and um, contact them contact them and say we would like to as a business donate some clothes essentials let us know the demographics of people what do you need do you need baby clothing do you need adult clothing what are the essentials that you need really look to actively help and engage again it's social engagement engage with charities and the local borough and you know any other organization to make sure that you're giving them what they need essentially um but at the same time it's important to understand right now the Afghanistani refugees will, will want and need everything that we can possibly give them. Um, so that's really, really key. And um, another thing in terms of donation that you can do is perhaps if you're a large organisation and you have a canteen or you have in-house catering, if you've got food waste, please, please lo- contact your local f- food banks who provide food for you know councils that look after Afghanistan refugees and donate your waste to them or your leftover food to them food that nobody has touched 
you know perhaps you you have a you have an indoor in in indoor canteen for you know and you provide food for 100 staff members but you know on this particular day only 70 staff members had you know the canteen food you've got 30 plates of food essentially available for someone else in need so please 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 contact your local food banks and make sure that you know it's going to the right place and it's going to go to the Afghanistani refugees because things like that are so you know we don't understand how much they need it because like I said the hotel that I stayed at you know they were providing food vouchers so how much do you think it would mean to the Afghanistani refugees if they had food on their plates from absolute strangers you know that they don't even know so you know, it's one of those amazing things and you think, you know, if you're in a position to help that you'd actually really want to and you can make a huge difference with, I mean, I mean, we should put in so much effort anyway, but you can make a huge difference with little to no effort in, in something like this. And, you know, you can imagine what we can do if we put in full effort. Um, so I really want you to, to think about that. Um, in terms of helping we spoke about donations, we spoke about raising awareness. Um, I want to talk about something different, fostering. So in your workplace, I assume um, you have key contacts for all of your staff. So, you know, staff know where they can go to, you know, as in terms of emergency services near their workplace, the local fire station, the local police station, the local hospital, A&E. But what about fostering and social care services? Add that to your directory. Contact your local organisations or local borough and ask them about fostering. There are so many Afghanistani children coming into the UK with no parents or, you know, just children that need that dedicated care from someone. So perhaps as a workplace, be the, be the thing you know, be the entity that bridges the gap between the two, provide, you know, relationships between the two. So your staff and the Afghanistani refugees, maybe put your staff into contact with with these organisations if they're looking to foster children or even if they're not, you know, have these contacts in a directory and make sure staff know about it. I think that's massive and it will really pave the way in thinking in your workforce. So that's really, really important. Um, in terms of other things, aside from necessities, you know, do you have older equipment in your workplace that you can donate? Perhaps smartphones, laptops, anything that you think that you can give to these charities or these Afghanistan refugees directly? you know, if, if you've got the right communication set in place, um, that they can use and they can be thankful for because, you know, we all need to make phone calls and, you know, a, a lot of times, I mean, when I was in the hotel, I, I did see that they did have their smartphones, but everything that they had with them is all that they had. So if they brought along their smartphones, they had that. If not, they don't. Um, so think about that. Perhaps it's equipment that you can provide, um, you know, all your time, you know, in your workplace directory, perhaps put staff in contact with volunteering services, you know, the local food banks where you serve food or collection services around the local borough of the office um, where your workplace is. So it's about donating time as well as money. And if you can't do one, you can always try and explore the other option. 
you know, time or money. So I really want you to think about that. And, I'm, you know, I'm kind of giving you these options and, you know, going to and from one method of support to another because I'm trying to show you that where you think there's nothing you can do there actually is there's always an option um and if it's not donating time money resources then it's you know making sure that your staff are aware if they want to donate directly making sure that your staff are aware of the local services that are helping the Afghanistani refugees and that in itself is a massive step and you know the refugees will be thankful for it and um you know just it's just a humanitarian thing to do and i think it really really adds to your workplace value and a value in any company is sort of like an unwritten rule it's an unwritten rule that really provides the culture of the workplace so you're really feeding fuel into what your workplace culture and behavior and you know you know vibes if you like will consist of so it starts at the very top so doing all of this or any one of these options will really help to create this vibe or to help create this workplace culture so that's something that you cannot put a price on that's something that's going to live with you for such a long time and once you have a culture you've got a culture it's going to take a lot to change a workplace culture so if your culture is you know having good people in the workforce who consider others and you know are really happy to engage socially with you know organizations and charities and the local borough then you're you're in for a win-win you've got you know good staff morale and you've got a good mentality in the workforce which is absolutely key and so so important um and perhaps the last thing i would say is put on a disclaimer on your literature do you have you know do you have things that go out to customers or clients maybe have a a badge or sticker that says we stand in solidarity with the afghanistani people just so that people are aware of your support um, and are aware that you are quite humanitarian and you're there to help and i think that's so important because again we go back to the domino effect um as human beings it's a psychological thing as well when we see one you know a neighbor acting a certain way we'll often follow suit if you're in a particular industry when you see your competitors or your allies or anything like that acting a certain way you're bound to follow suit so you know i don't want people to listen to this and think right what are people doing around me you know they're not doing much so i won't do much because change starts with you it always starts with you it starts with your business it starts with your ethics and it starts with your workplace rules and your culture so please 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 look at your business engagement and activity and really try and implement the things that i've said today i think it's so so important and actually the one thing that i will say is charities have said that the uk by far are doing a lot and i'm not talking about the government because we're taking 20,000 people, give or take, things change with our government all the time. And um, I mean, with any government, things change. But employers at the moment are queuing, are queuing up outside charities, wanting to provide help and resources. So, you know, it's, I think it's a record breaking thing right now. I think it's, we're making history, we're making history and doing the right thing and doing, you know, good deeds. 
as employers and you know this kind of stuff is not on the news a lot and you know we don't know about it so it's important that I let you know because we all do stand in solidarity with the Afghanistani people and I'm so so pleased that you know our corporate side is doing the same so I'm going to leave you with one last thought as I said you can research this um right now charities are saying that you know employers are really really you know there's a staggering rate of you know organizations and companies right now that want to provide help to the Afghanistan refugees and they they're in, they're in non-stop communication with charities and other organizations to find out what they can do to to help and you know to help support the Afghanistan refugees so one of the last things I want to leave you with is this. If you are going full force at this, think about what I said. Um, there are a lot of young refugees coming over. They will need work at some point. They will need work experience at some point. If your workplace does do work experiences, provided everything else works, things like national insurances and I think there's a there's a different rule with refugees do look into it with your in relation to your organization but think about that if you provide work experience to young younger adults so in the UK I think it's about at the age of 16 where students are asked to look for work experience or work somewhere for two weeks just to understand how life would be you know in the workplace or the corporate life if you do provide work experience, think about providing that to the Afghanistan refugee, refugee children. Or if you're thinking about it, then this is the best way to start. And please think about providing these opportunities. Or if you have volunteer work for, you know, the adults or paid work, think about that. That's going full force, but it's really not much because there's so much more we can do. So, you know, at the moment, I think with so many businesses and so many industries right now in the UK, we are providing so many kind of jobs and work experiences, placements, kind of um, contracted work, if you like, as well, um, just to see how things go. And, um, you know, that's a massive, massive step. So I hope that you will find something useful in this conversation. It's such such an important topic and as ever if you have any questions please do dm me on my instagram page it is hr.habitat or you can email me on info at hrhabitat.co.uk and i will do my best to answer because there are so much more than i can fit into this podcast of what we can do as employers and individuals and i'll 100 be happy to help guide you through that i'll put you into contact with the right organizations to do so thank you so much for listening and i will see you in the next one